Welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast. I believe that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. If you are searching for meaning and purpose, if you are unsure about how to combine the spiritual with the everyday, if you are ready to uncover who you truly are, then you've come to the right place. The Soul Driven Podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, and I'm your host. Thank you for being here. Hi, folks. Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Driven Podcast. Thank you so much for being here happy wednesday happy wednesday i hope that you are having a wonderful week so a few announcements on the front end first of all the soul driven collective that i had talked about back in let's see end of october november that so i think it was actually october september (laughs) Where is this year going? Anyway, I'm embarrassed to tell you, but it has been put on hold for the second time. It's one of those uh, interesting slash frustrating parts of doing life with God slash your guides is that you can really feel the energy move towards something and like you're supposed to do it. But because things are changing so quickly this year, that gets changed again very, very fast. So I think it was the October Akashic uh, reading where I announced the community. I was so pumped to start it. I've got tons of plans laid out for it and everything. And then literally like a week later, it was like, nope nope, this is not what you're supposed to be doing right now. And I'm like, come on, could you not tell me this before I announce this? It is what it is. All I got to say is I got to follow what's right for me. So anyway, the community is on hold, the collective, I should say. But that being said, I have decided to start sharing in similar ways that I had planned on doing in the collective with my email list community. So make sure that you are signed up for the email list. I'm going to be creating things like meditations and tools and more that I'm going to be sharing with that community. It's something I've wanted to do from the beginning of this podcast, but in regards to how that goes along, I mean, there's so many different components to this and I'm just trying to keep keep up just like you are, but make sure you're on the email list. And then the last announcement is that 2021 is coming up fast. We've gotten through the elections, but there's still more to get through for the end of this year. And then next year is going to be a lot. And so I'm going to be bringing in some really fantastic interviews, forecasting information about 2021, doing some Akashic Record readings for it, And just in general, providing you with content to help assist you for everything that is ahead. Okay, so today I'm super excited to talk with you about the number one trait 
that I consider to like, like the best character trait that you can possibly have in life. It is the most powerful and beautiful outside of love, of course, because nothing beats love, right? But curiosity comes in as such a close second. So in this episode today, I'm going to be sharing with you what curiosity looks like, what it is, what areas of our life are affected by curiosity, and how we can begin cultivating that more in our life. Suffice it to say that if you are discontent with any area of your life, curiosity is the antidote. So kind of how I came to this, this was almost 10 years ago now. I was in journalism school and I was talking with a friend of mine and we were like, huh, I wonder what the best character trait is that you could possibly have. And we were batting all kinds of things back and forth. And we totally landed on curiosity. I think he was actually the one who suggested it. And as soon as he said it, like my entire being knew it was true because it was like, I mean, think about it. Regardless of what it is that's going on in your life, curiosity can make it better. Curiosity keeps us young. It keeps us fresh. It keeps us going. It keeps things interesting. It's it's so much. And I know that some people are going to think that this is like a fluff episode. Oh, heck no. I am bringing it. So we're going to start off today from uh, with a quote from Albert Einstein. He said, the most important thing in life is to not stop questioning. Curiosity has its own reason for existence. One can't help but be in awe when he contemplates the mysteries of eternity of life, of the marvelous structure of reality. It is enough if one tries merely to comprehend a little of this mystery each day. Albert Einstein, a man after my own heart, philosophically anyway. (laughs) I'm not the design buff that he is, that is for sure. But he was such an incredibly philosophical person and he, my goodness, I mean, Everything that he was able to do in his life was because he kept his sense of curiosity intact. So the definition of curiosity in, or according to Webster's Dictionary, is a desire to know. It is an inquisitive interest in others' concerns and an interest that leads to intellectual inquiry. That basically covers everything, right? So what does curiosity look like? I'm sure you can think about this in a lot of different ways, but for me, the best example of curiosity is a child. The personality, the outlook of a child, right? The way they view the world and everything about them. They are always asking questions and they are not afraid to dig deeper if they don't understand or if they don't believe us, right? They're never afraid to ask and they don't care how it makes them look. They just want to know and they want to think about it. And what's even interesting is that they really don't have any judgment attached to what someone shares with them until they get older. So a little side note kind of on this is that 
I think our innate ability to be curious dies around the time, you know, like it dies in our childhood around that time when like our parents are like shushing us up because we're asking too many questions. We're being told that we shouldn't ask too many questions. We're being told that we're nosy. And then when we get a little bit older and we go to school, you know, asking a question becomes this like courageous thing. It's like, oh my goodness, if you raise your hand in class, <gasps> wait, you mean you didn't know that already? There's so much judgment attached to asking questions and to putting ourselves out there. And think about how this sets us up for life in general. Think about the impact of the adults we love and society's impatience on us as children, on the questions that we have about life. I mean, it's debilitating, right? It breaks us down. It shuts down this huge part of us because to ask is to learn, it's to grow, it's to experience life, it's being alive, you know, and, and it's all connected to our emotions as well. When we are told that we can't be curious, it shuts down our capacity to feel and to experience those feelings because curiosity and emotions are tied like hand in hand, you know, Think about how excited a child gets when they find out that butterflies come from a cocoon. They're, they're like, oh my gosh, this is magic. Or how sad they get when they find out that Santa Claus was just kind of their parent. Um, you know what I mean? Children are continuously experiencing emotions from the things that they're learning. And that gives them the ability to experience life, experience living, and take total advantage of the world around them. And I'm sure that if you kind of put some thought into this, maybe about yourself or the people in your life, I think we can all agree that children who are raised to be curious, who aren't shut up when they ask questions, become fearless and loving in life. Because not only are they unconcerned about being wrong, but they aren't overly caught up in being right either. The ego doesn't get to have such a field day when they're correct. It's just like, okay, cool. Because learning to them is simply a part of life. So they aren't afraid to be the kid in class who like raises their hand. They aren't afraid to try out for the school play. They aren't afraid to ask the girl out because they've been taught that curiosity and asking questions is just a part of life. Now, I want you to kind of sit back for a minute and think about your own life. Ask yourself, are you curious? Were you taught to shut down that curiosity when you were a kid? And if you were, what areas of your life would be different if you hadn't. Mind you, there's no shame for our parents. There's not, this is not what this is about at all because we're all doing the best that we can. But these are very important questions to ask, right? If curiosity hadn't been shut down in your life, would you speak publicly more? 
Would you feel more free to ask questions in a group without being concerned about how you look or how smart it makes you? Would you be unafraid to ask for a raise or to start a business? These are all really important questions to think about. So let's look at some of the ways that curiosity or the lack of it affects our life. I'm going to talk about five different areas. And I think just first off, I have to say that everything, 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 everything in our life is affected by curiosity. I'm just going to kind of be touching on five high level ones, but I know that as we move through this and as you kind of think about these things, you're going to correlate them or connect them with other areas in your life. So first, relationships. When we are curious in relationships, the fun never ends and life stays exciting. And I say never because no matter how long you've known someone, no matter how long you've been in relationship with them, there's like no way possible to ever know them completely. Science has shown us that every seven years, like all of the little like molecules and weird things, cool things inside of our body completely change. We're always evolving. We are always evolving. I mean, you can think about yourself, like who were you seven years ago? I can tell you that I was a totally different person. That person would not be doing this podcast. <laughs> um, probably because she wouldn't have ever settled on this theme. And so, yeah, it just wouldn't have happened. Um, but to make any kind of assumption about anyone else in regards to how much we know them, the only thing it does is it kills our relationships, literally, from boredom to put effort. And, and, and I'll say, like, I, I get it. I'm with you. Like, to put effort into continually getting to know your partner or your friend or your family member is tough, right? <laughs> I mean, it requires us to be present, to participate, to notice things, but we get to reap the reward of intimacy. And that is invaluable. Plus, it's fun to get to know things about other people. So if you're lacking fun, then that means you're not experiencing things. You're not curious about experiencing things. Plus, I have to tell you that curiosity is amazing for communication and relationships. I mean, it's literally like the antidote that we need. For example, in my personal relationship, every time I feel triggered, every time my partner says something that makes me just like want to come out of my skin or irritates me, whatever the case may be, I have two choices. I can react. And then of course, that's not going to lead anywhere. Good. We, we all know that. Um, or I can get curious and I can start asking, huh, okay, what do you mean by that? So what is, what is it exactly that you're saying? I know Brene Brown, um, I've heard her talk about, and she uses this short little, so tell me more question that I think is fabulous. 
Because the thing is, is that we are all kind of going along on our way and in our own little like movie land. And we can often say something that A, we don't mean or B, like really isn't exactly how we're feeling at the time or indicative of what it is that we're trying to communicate. So when our partner, friend, family member loves us enough to be curious and say, okay, so you just, you just said this, talk to me about what, what that means. That's huge, right? And in regards to like the relationships themselves, I mean, why do marriages fall apart? I mean, that's, that's such a loaded question. Why do relationships fall apart? I know in my own personal experience that a lack of intimacy, i.e. a lack of fun, i.e. a lack of curiosity, is always a part of it. You know, we, we get to places with people, we get in these comfort zones, and it is bad news for our relationships. Bad news. When we are constantly looking for ways to get to know other people in our lives, it keeps things so much fun. Um, okay, so how to do this? Just a couple of ideas because really they're endless. So you can write a list of questions to ask your partner, friend, family member. When you go to visit your parents or parental figures, interview them on video and ask them to share something you didn't know about their life. I've done this several times with my parents and it's so cool because not only am I creating um, a, a, a living memory with them, but I have it on film and I can go back. So I'm learning about them and I've documented it because they're not going to be around forever. And I want to hang out longer, right? You can create a list of activities that you want to do with the people that you love that you've never done before. I know within my own partnership, we're constantly trying to like experience things together that we haven't experienced before because we know not only will it be for the experience, but we'll get to see each other in a different light. And that helps us to get to know like more aspects of each other. Number two, your career or your business. So without curiosity in the workplace, Everything is going to become stagnant, processed, and stifled. There will be no room for creativity or innovation. And if you've got coworkers or if you have employees, they won't get along as well. They won't enjoy each other as much because they'll be like assuming they know the other person. So they'll get more offended easily. They'll think worse you know, the worst of the other person more easily. There's so many different avenues in which I could go down here. But bottom line, without curiosity and the workplace, growth is impossible, like impossible. It's so interesting to me that literally all of the things we're going to talk about today die if we don't incorporate them, if we don't incorporate curiosity. We cannot assume we know what our customers want what our employees need, what is or is not a good path for us to take in business ever, 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 ever. Lack of curiosity will kill our business or our career. I know from myself, my ability to be curious about new ways to work with my clients 
or new offerings that I can create for them or new pockets of society that I want to work with has enabled me to continually innovate my business. Pretty much every year to two years, things are completely different in one way or another. And that is because I am forever curious about things. I, I love business. I enjoy it so much. And being curious about it is very important to me. For instance, one of the things that I did when I relaunched my agency with a full team in 2014. Uh, for those who don't know, I've had a marketing agency, marketing and branding agency since 2012. And in 2014, I went from working solo to pulling on a full team. My team, all guys. And I was like, okay, I'm female. I'm going to be managing all of these men. How am I going to get to know them pretty quickly and know how to communicate with them on a level that they respect and appreciate? And it was amazing because love, the love language for the workplace had just come out. I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of the book, Love Languages. Um, I think, I'm not sure, that that's not like the total title. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, they had one for the workplace came come out. And so I was like, perfect. This is a great place to start. I had all the guys on my team take this test and boom, it enabled me to understand them on an emotional level immediately, which was fantastic because I knew how they wanted me to talk to them. I knew how they wanted to receive feedback. I knew how they wanted to be praised. And then it, it, was, it was so helpful. But if I hadn't been curious, then I would have just walked in with the assumption that I know how to manage a team full of men who are all remote workers. And while I've done a lot of management in my life prior to this, I had never managed a full team of guys. I had to do this as they were working remotely and bring them together and create a team atmosphere. So a couple of ways to create curiosity in or cultivate curiosity in your business or workplace. Host a getting to know you event. Now, obviously because of COVID, this might have to be done online, but you could really make it fun, like have prizes, have really fun questions worked up. I would suggest creating activities, even outside of this, ways for coworkers to get to know each other in new ways, to open up and make sure that if you're going to do something like this, that you kind of, that you share the why behind what it is that you're doing so that they're going to, they're going to feel really good about that because they're going to be like, wow, you know, like my boss or, or whatever is like really taking an active interest in me to make them feel really good otherwise they might kind of be like what's going on this is a little strange <laughs> um in your business brainstorm with someone outside of the business on ways to innovate your products or services right connect with more customers send out surveys ask your clients what they love what they dislike this is a big one that I love doing. Research your competitors. So for me and my clients, something I really preach is that I don't believe in competitors. To me, I view competitors as inspiration. So make a list of some competitors that 
are rocking it out, who, whose way of doing business really aligns with yours. And then use them for inspiration on ways to spice things up. I mean, guess what? We don't need to go out and create something brand new. We can like check out what someone else is doing and then put our own like flavor and edge to it. That's pretty awesome. Number three, spirituality. This is a huge one. So when it comes to the word spirituality, I think most people think about religion immediately, right? Like organized religion. But to be clear, in this context, I am talking about both like religions and our personal spirituality. Bottom line again, the best thing we can do is get curious. Curious about the world around us, about the galaxies outside of us, the planets, the gods, the God, the universe. You know, what does it all mean? Does it mean anything? Most importantly, what does it mean to you? We need to ask questions. We need to explore. We need to continuously choose to be open so that we can continue being fed. I think one of the most harmful things that happens in that shift from spirituality to organized religion is the laws and um, laws and regulations that get put into place about how it is that we are supposed to navigate something as monumental as spirituality. I mean, these are questions that like people have been asking since the dawn of time. And I'm sorry, but no, nobody has the ultimate truth. It's not a thing. It's not the thing. In my own life, I have always asked so many questions. You all know by now that spirituality is kind of like, oh, hey, all things to me. Um, I mean, literally when I was a kid, two, three years old, I was keeping my parents up late, late into the night, asking them questions about God that they couldn't answer. And my parents met through like, like spiritual, like revolutions in Europe. (laughs) My parents are very educated and knowledgeable and they had no idea what this little kid was asking them. That has always, always, always been me. As I have grown up through my life, I have dove into books about other religions. I remember coming home as a little kid with a book about um, evolution and wait, it's not evolution, right? Uh, this is me. I get excited and then I can't think. Is it evolution? You know what I'm talking about? How like we evolved like through apes. Um, okay, I'm sure it'll come back to me in a second. But you know what I'm talking about. You should know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I came home. I brought this book home. Mind you, my parents were conservative Christians. And my dad was like, huh, what you got there? And I showed it to him and he was like, okay, so read it. And then like, let's talk about it. And we did. That has been my, me, my entire life. I have books about Jesus in my collection. I also have books about Muhammad. I have books about the Buddha. I have the, um, the Bhagavad Gita. Like I have so many different kinds of texts because the way that I view God is that God is in a little bit of everything that is founded in love. Okay, how to do this for yourself. 
So if you want to make it fun or do this like with your family, that would be really cool. Um, you could create a game of learning about other religions. So like write down some names, throw them in a pile, pick one, and then commit to learning about it for like a week or two weeks. I mean, this could really be a lot of fun with your kids, right? If you wanted to do that, or if you wanted to do it with your partner. Um, obviously you could do things like watching videos or documentaries about the ways like other cultures practice spirituality or even religion, like just learn, you know, dive deep as far as I'm concerned, like go underneath the layer that like kind of society wants to throw at you and you will start finding out some very interesting things. Go talk to someone who believes in something totally different from yourself. Listen to podcasts, read books, um, and go talk to God. Like, seriously, talk to God. Ask questions. When you start talking to the universe, it'll start talking back to you. I promise. I promise. Number four, health. Health, health, health. So think about this. How much better would your health be if you got curious about it? And I'm talking about like truly curious, not like watch a TV ad um, and try out the newest diet or exercise fad, you know, not just following the example of your friends, but I'm talking about you getting truly and wholly curious about how every food, you know, every different type of food affects your body about how that food makes you feel about, you know, same thing with exercise. Like how does, okay, let, let's say you love hit routines, right? Like you're just such a huge fan. Have you really asked your body if it likes them? Have you really taken the time to go there? Or are you just like, okay, this is going to get me the results that I want. Like this is a mental decision, right? This is going to give me the results that I want. And so I'm doing it. And you just make yourself do it and you push yourself through it. That's, that is how we pretty much handle our bodies and our health. But I'm saying, what if you took the time to actually ask? Like, learn about what your body does and does not like. And I get it. Like, A, we were not taught to be like this at all. We weren't taught to ask ourselves these questions. And B, it takes time. It does. <laughs> that means we have to slow down and listen. We don't just have to slow down. We have to slow down and we have to listen. That's, that's a lot of extra steps in our very fast-paced society. But think about how much better your health would be. So for me, this is like a personal journey that I'm on right now. It is a huge priority in my life. I am learning to become embodied in my body, which is very difficult for me. I move super fast. My mind, I, I describe my mind as a six lane highway 24 seven, and that is what it feels like. So I don't share these suggestions with you lightly. Okay. I am in the midst of them with you, but I know that the rewards are huge. I am learning to ask, I am learning to listen, and I am learning to take that time to learn and to be curious. So a couple of ways that you can start doing this, A, start being hungry or start being present when you're hungry. Like literally 
be present. Don't just like jam food in your mouth or like go and grab something. Ask your body what it is you want it it wants to eat. Ask it what would be nourishing for it, right? And then after you eat it or after you eat whatever, like these are just questions you can ask, right? Ask it like, "Hey, did you did you like that? Did it make you feel good?" Listen. Feel. Our bodies are our greatest wisdom in this life. I mean, they will tell us everything we need to know, not just about our health, but about romance, about work, about spirituality, about freaking anything. Your body will let you know whether it is a yes or a no for you. So ask your body, do you like it? Does it align with how your body wants to feel? And uh, mix things up right? Try new foods, try new exercises, and really connect with your body and see how it makes you feel. It will tell you so much. But again, don't forget that when it comes to your body, you will need to A, slow down, and B, give it time to respond. These are not easy things, but they're worth it. And then number five, our personal relationships with ourselves, which for me, Hands down, this is the most important on this list. And that's because the relationship that we have with ourselves is mirrored and comes into action in every area of our life. Every single one. We've talked about this so many different times on this podcast. And especially lately, we can't expect the world to get better until we heal, heal the world within. It all starts with us. It all starts with our bodies, our minds, everything. So when we take the time to get to know ourselves, to ask ourselves questions about who we are and what we are, what, what we want, <laughs> um, what brings us joy, what doesn't, and on and on and on, we release like enormous power in our lives because it allows us to step into ourselves, to be true to who we are, and to not judge the outcomes because we realize that we are continuously on a journey of becoming. We're always learning. We're always growing. There's no stop, stopping point. There's no end point. Like we're not going to like reach some like top of the mountain and then it's all good. Like this is never ending. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And again, why curiosity is so huge because life is always exciting. There's always something to learn. So in my personal life, being curious has had one really cool, like unintended outcome. That's kind of amazing, super amazing. And that's that it keeps me young. I am getting ready to turn 39, which is just like, what, what? Um, and most people who know me, would share with you that I have a very young spirit, that I look much younger than my age, that I I just seem younger. And quite frankly, it's simply because I'm a very curious person and I get excited and I get sad, but I don't allow my curiosity to go away because when we lose our curiosity, like life is over folks. It's over. I do. And, and I, I really work at this too. I don't want to just 
make it seem like, oh, this is just my superpower. And like, it's so easy for me to be curious. Like I really make it a priority in my life. Something that Jesus said was that we should all be more like children. And while that meant a multitude of different things, he was absolutely touching in on the curiosity of children. So how, how do we do this with ourselves? Um, we spend quality time with ourselves, And when I say quality time, I mean without the phone, without the distractions, we go somewhere, we completely disconnect. We schedule in whatever time we can every day, whether it is three minutes to reconnect with our body, whether it is, you know, an hour and a half in the morning to have some morning time. Um, reconnect with yourself, like literally go in, touch inside your your body, like reconnect with your arms and your legs. And like, what does your heart feel like? Journal, ask yourself about the things in your life, you know, like does work make me happy? Do my relationships make me happy? Does this person like bring me joy, you know? And then watch like how you react to life. And ask why, you know, like, okay, this person said this thing and it triggered me. I got so angry. Why is that? Let me think about it. Tune into yourself. It is so, 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 so powerful. Pay attention to the things that light you up and the things that drag you down. There is wisdom, wisdom for us in every moment of every day. If we just pay attention. Without curiosity, as well, we miss out on everything that the universe has to give us, all of the magic. Because we, it's like we go through life on this assumption that we know what's coming. And so we stifle that ability for magic to come into our life, for growth to come in. And we prevent the universe from blessing us as much as it would love to, because we think We've know, we know everything. We've experienced it all. And <laughs> arrogance, arrogance keeps us from growing and learning and experience and living. The bottom line is when we lack curiosity, like things in life become unbearable. And in so many ways, we die. And anything, any area of our life where the curiosity is non-existent, dies. Something really important to think about. Being curious keeps us young. It keeps life fresh. It feeds like the creative and the analytical sides of us. So you don't have to be a creative side or creative person or an analytical person. Like curiosity is good for everyone. It enables us to be more present and to interact in our world on a more consistent basis. So if you're finding yourself bored or unsatisfied or unhappy with any area of your life, then question yourself about your ability to be curious in that area. Don't forget what Albert Einstein said. The important thing is to not stop questioning. All right, folks. So this is what I have for you this week. I hope that you have loved getting to learn and just kind of seeing the importance of curiosity with me. As I mentioned at the very beginning of this, I really believe that this is the most incredible and important trait for us to have besides love. Um, but man, does it make life exciting and fun and interesting. And I mean, it can revive relationships. It can bring our workplace back 
to life. Like, oh, it's so, 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 so good. So if you have enjoyed this episode, make sure, or you have any comments for us, make sure to head to the show notes, click on the link, leave us some comments or feedback. I love, 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 love hearing from you. If you are inspired by today's message, please share this and leave us a review on iTunes. Make sure you sign up for the email list and don't forget when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. Until next week.